Hey friends, I hope you're all staying as safe and healthy and comfortable as possible, and that you're taking care of all the people and pets that are important to you. Do you believe in the universal algorithm? That's when the universe starts throwing things in front of you you'd previously never seen or heard or thought of before. I, I can't take credit for the term. The credit for the term universal algorithm goes to my friend and past guest of this show and cover artist for two of my novels, Ben Hillman. Yeah, Ben came up with the term when I was telling him I'd seen the name Apachatpong Weerasethakul in two completely unrelated places, just days apart. I was telling Ben I was I was going to watch a movie made by Apachatpong Weerasethakul because I'd seen the name twice in one weekend. And it was too coincidental. And I said it was like the universe was telling me to seek out this Taiwanese filmmaker's work. To which Ben replied, that's the universal algorithm. How cool is that? You could probably write a whole book about the universal algorithm. And speaking of books, did you know that while there are no ads on and no Patreon set up for this podcast, I myself am an author of nine books? It's true! And if you love People Are the Enemy and would like to help support it and myself monetarily and get yourself or the reader in your life some quality fiction... I encourage you to purchase any or all of my books. All nine of my standalone stories can be found worldwide in both paperback and ebook formats at Amazon. And if you don't use Amazon but you like ebooks, you can find all nine of my titles in ebook format at Google Play. Just type my last name, M A S C O L A. That's how you'll find me on Google Play. If you prefer paperbacks but you don't use Amazon, you can find most of my novels at barnesandnoble.com, bn.com if you're nasty. If you've already purchased any or all of my books, thank you, thank you, thank you. I sincerely appreciate your generous patronage. And with all that out of the way, here's the quirky theme song. People Are the Enemy listeners, this is episode 235 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Thank you so much for checking it out. You're in the right place. I don't care about these other podcasts, do you? Holy moly, this is the only one that matters. Okay, this and maybe two others. Maybe two. Maybe two. Maybe three. Maybe two. I don't know. I don't know. All I know is you you found the best one. Okay? Okay, good. All right, so we're all agreed on that. Anyway, uh, I got a lot of stuff to talk with you about. I hope you're doing Okay. Shoot, man, if you're listening to this podcast on the day it comes out, you know, and you're not working, congratulations. I am, I should say, if you're not working because your company gave you the day off for the holiday in America, it's July 4th, just for those outside of uh, the U.S. Uh, yeah, if you're listening to this podcast on July 4th and you've got the day off, congratulations, that's really cool. Uh, I have the day off, I'm excited about it, I'm not recording this podcast on July 4th, I'm actually recording it on the Saturday before July 4th, and, and mostly because 
I I was excited to do the show. You know, I, I hear Tom Sharpling talk about, like, he says, uh, I love doing the show. It's my favorite thing. He's obviously referring to his own podcast uh, or or net netcast, as you may call it, because he broadcasts live uh, the best show. And I, I completely get it. I, I absolutely understand what he means when he says it's my favorite thing. I, I This is this. All right. Maybe not my favorite, favorite thing, but one. Can you have more than one favorite thing? Mostly, most of the times, favorite just means the absolute. But I, I feel like there could be like, you know, in that that first place, uh, that that favorite category, you could put a few different things. In my opinion, you know, you know what I mean. Like, I love to read, I love music, and I, I love doing this podcast. Maybe this, maybe those are my top three favorite favorite things. As far as activities are concerned, you know, I'm not talking about uh, the people who in my life who I love and care about more than anything, meaning my family. You know. All right, all right. Anyways, let's let's get on with it. I, I discovered this the other day, and I want to open the show with this because I thought it was fun, and funny, and kind of coincidental and weird. And well, I I knew that uh, people music music geeks will appreciate this. Okay, and and you might have already discovered this on your own. And uh, it's perhaps perhaps this. Uh, look, I'll just get right into it. Okay, I discovered that the Stereo Lab song. From Transient Random Noise Bursts with Announcements, which is a Stereo Lab album, for those not in the know. Uh, the song I'm Going Out of My Way uh, syncs up very well with the lyrics to uh, Sister Ray by The Velvet Underground. Now, it's possible, because Stereo Lab kind of build a lot of their songs on like that two-chord structure, which Sister Ray is sort of built on, that you may be able to do this with a lot of Stereo Lab songs, but... This one, at least the first, you know, 45, 50 seconds of the song work uh, magnificently well with it. So I'm going to sing a little bit of it for you here. Uh, not to get myself in too much trouble, uh, I won't play the whole song. And obviously, again, you'll hear the song kind of shifts about 50 seconds into something else. But the opening of the song sounds remarkably like uh, uh, Sister Ray. Okay, here, check this out. I'm going to play it for you right now. All right, ready? A one and a two and a one, two, three. Here we go. Dog and Sally inside They're cooking for the town five Who's staring at Miss Rayon Who's busy licking up her pig pen I'm searching for my main line I said I couldn't hit it sideways I said I couldn't hit it sideways Oh, just like Sister Ray said Whip it on Right? Rosie and Miss Rayon They're busy waiting for her booster Who just got back from Carolina She said she didn't like the what Alright, it gets all messed up right there But you see what I mean? Isn't that fun? You do that for your friends I don't know who that'll impress Maybe just me <laughs> But yeah, I love that, man Well, you know, I love Stereo Lab And I love the Velvet Underground And like I said, I just... I happened to be listening to transient random noise bursts with announcements, and I heard that. And I was like, "Oh, that's that sounds remarkably like Sister Ray, and it's the same the same rhythm, different note chords, obviously, but the same uh, the same general feel and uh, and uh, the same tempo, obviously. Yeah, very cool. I, I got some other stuff to show you this today. This is gonna be fun. Okay, this is um, and you're gonna have to forgive me with this also because I, I have to assume this 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 commercial has been viewed over five million times and and the way in which i saw it was somebody was um reacting to it okay so i'm sure it's been reacted to before so if you've heard this 
I apologize, okay? And if anybody else has done, like, a riff on this on their podcast, because I saw a video of just somebody reacting to it without saying anything, okay? Just facial expressions. Um, I hadn't heard anybody talk about it on a podcast, but I was like, oh my god, I laughed so hard, I started crying uh, from laughing so hard, and... I said, I've got to share this with the People Are the Enemy listeners. They are going to think this is hilarious. I hope. And if not, maybe you're listening to the wrong show. Go listen to another podcast. Go listen to something terrible because everything else is terrible. This is the best. Okay. All right. This is called this is called uh, Coleman Liquidation. Okay. It's uh, it's okay. I'll set it up for you because you obviously can't say anything. It's it's a fella who, who um, sells uh, uh, mobile homes like the... Um, kind of the side-by-side mobile homes. What do they call those? Double-wides, right? And uh, this is a commercial for his business, okay? And it's, it's, a, it's a husband who looks to be in his uh, maybe 40s, and he's got, uh, he's got a wife, and, uh, and it looks like he's got a family, although it doesn't say specifically, but uh, he does a monologue and, uh, about his business, and it's essentially an advertisement for Coleman Liquidation. So, so check this out, and I'll, I'll kind of narrate it as we go, and I'll stop as we go, too, to de- describe it. And I'll just tell you that... The the it's a monologue where you see him and he looks kind of rugged. He's clean shaven, but he's he's a handsome what's considered a handsome man with a you know with, with a closely cropped haircut, and uh, the whole video kind of has a sepia tone to it, so it almost looks kind of maudlin, kind of sad. All right, here it is. Check it out. Listen to this. Hi, I'm Robert Lee. I own Coleman Liquidation. Okay. <laughs> The first thing you see is he's got his arms crossed and he says, I'm Robert Lee, I, I, I own Coleman Liquidation. And then for what reason? There's a whipping sound. I don't know. You don't see any whip. There's not, It just shows Coleman Liquidation in the phone number on a sign. Like a sign that looks like it's been up a million years. Okay. I sell mobile homes. I'm not going to waste your time. I'm going to tell it just like it is. These are mobile homes, not mansions. They come in two pieces. Now you see, you see behind him, he's standing there, he's kind of looking off to the side, and you see behind him the double-wide mobile homes being moved and whatnot, and it's, it's very, very serious. And obviously you can tell by the music, it's very, very serious. Okay, we're, we're only about, you know, a fifth of the way into this commercial. I'm going to let it play out a little bit, but again, I'm going to have to stop and describe things and laugh along with this, because it's freaking amazing and fantastic, and I've watched it multiple times, and it's so good. Okay, common liquidation, go ahead. If that's what you're looking for... That's what I got. That's it. They're used. Some of them have stains. Okay. <laughs> okay, so the mobile homes, the double-wide mobile homes that Robert Lee sells for Coleman Liquidation are used, and some of them have stains. And at this point, you see kind of a... a, a it's a shot uh, from a upper corner of what must be the inside of one of these mobile homes that's emptied. And he's again, has his arms crossed with a very serious look on his face. And then when he says some of them have stains, there's <laughs> there's like a close-up of a stain on the floor. And all right, look, it's it's wood. It's the the uh, the 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 floor appears to be like press board wood. And uh, I look, it could be anything, but it it, it doesn't look good. How's that? And when I say it doesn't look good, it's smudges that appear to be. And it could be liquid. How's that? I won't suggest that that there's anything foul play going on, anything regarding uh, uh, um, blood. <laughs> but yeah, man. But yeah, yeah. It's it's it doesn't look good. But some of them have stains. He says, and then and then the shot cuts to this floor with these stains. Okay, okay. All right. Let's move on. We cover that up. 
They cover that up. And again, the whipping sound. She decorates him. Okay, she decorates him, he says. And he, he throws a thumb over his shoulder. And then there's a woman who looks to be in her late 40s, maybe 50s. I don't know if it's his wife. She's got glasses and hair, very nice. She's, she's the decorator. She looks very serious. Nobody's smiling here. Nobody's happy. <laughs> she decorates him. Go ahead. She sells him. She sells him. Okay. And when she says this, she sells him. You go to a woman who looks to be in her 20s. Very, very attractive woman. Uh, you know, hair part on the side. Again, no smile, um, but very beautiful. Okay. Very beautiful. Not, not uh, you know, um, overly sexualized in any way whatsoever. Just a, a beautiful woman. Young woman. Okay. She sells them. These guys help me move These guys help me move them. And what you see... <laughs> and what you see then is... Then you see four guys. These guys look to be in their 20s. Two of them have... Uh, um, are wearing... Um, uh, how do you, you know, I don't, the, the, every name for these shirts is terrible. Okay, so I, any of the slang terms. So I'll just call it, they're wearing tank tops. <laughs> and two of them have gold chains. Okay, two of them have uh, shirts with American flags on them. <laughs> all these men look miserable. You know, they all have like a little bit of facial hair. They kind of, they're kind of doing the, uh, 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 the, the goatee kind of deal. You know what I mean? They just look, again, these men look like to be in their maybe 20s, 30s. Maybe these are Robert Lee's sons. I don't know. Maybe the attractive girl who, who sells them is the daughter. Maybe these young men are his sons. I don't know. They don't look like they could be related. They, they very, they, you know, they're all, they're all Caucasian. Surprise. And, but, uh, but, uh, <laughs> But, uh, yeah, they don't look like they could be related. Who knows? So maybe they're his nephews. I don't know. Okay, let's move along. Okay, at this point, you heard the cougar go, right? <laughs> at this point, oh, right? Okay, you're wondering, what is the image here? The image here is the young woman who sells them, the, the, the attractive woman, close up of her, her face smoking a cigarette and exhaling it. <laughs> excuse me, excuse me, I'm gagging. Oh my god, oh god, oh god. I'm gonna just back this up a little bit here. I want you to hear this again because I, I stepped on it a little bit. I'm just gonna back it up to the fellas here. Okay. Exhaling, she's smoking a cigarette and exhaling it. Let's move along. A bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent ranch five What? <laughs> a bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times. What? And at this point, it's it's you see Robert and he turns his head and what looks like a swollen cheek. It's not even that severe. Again, he's he's not a bad-looking fella, you know. Uh, again, he's got a weathered look, you know, about him. But uh, but a handsome, a generally handsome man. And he turns his cheek and he runs his hand over his face and he says, "A bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times. First of all, what the hell does that have to do with selling used mobile homes? I don't understand. Okay, I gotta back this up. I gotta back this up. We gotta play this a little bit. Okay. All right." <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Listen close. In Birmingham, hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times, and my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. So if you what? 
ghost. Oh my god. Oh my god, dude. Oh my god, dude. All right, I gotta play something again. I gotta back this up. I gotta back this up. I gotta hear this again. <laughs> All right, here we go. Here we go. Bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times. And my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. Okay, he's saying this in all sincerity. There is no... And you hear the music. It's very beautiful and moving. What this hell? What the hell does that have to do with anything? Oh my god. And what is going on in his household? His wife's boyfriend? <laughs> My dear Lord. Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna back this up again. And let it, let this part play out again. But you're gonna hear that again because I love it so much. Okay, here we go. A bouncer in Birmingham hit me in the face with a crescent wrench five times, and my wife's boyfriend broke my jaw with a fence post. So if you don't buy a trailer from me, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings. Okay, at this point you see. Him if you, if you don't buy a trailer for me, it ain't gonna hurt my feelings. And at this point, you see him with a uh, with a chainsaw, with one hand, just cutting down random branches that seem to have nothing to do with anything. It's completely arbitrary. Just literally, just cutting branches off of a, a, a beautiful tree for for whatever reason. I guess just to look tough. But maybe that maybe that the whole point is like, if you don't buy from me, it's not gonna hurt my feelings. Meaning like, I've been physically hurt. So you can't hurt my feel. It's just very strange. Okay, let's move along here. So come on down to Coleman Liquidation and get yourself a home. Or don't. I don't care. <laughs> that might be the coup de gras. Oh, come on down to Coleman Liquidation and get yourself a home. Or don't. I don't care. <laughs> you guys. Holy crap, holy. I forget how this thing ends. I think it's just like a visual. I'm going to have to explain what you're seeing here. So at this point, it's just him with his arms crossed. Gives that fight. He's looking in the camera, looking in the camera, finally. Uh, come on down to Cuban Liquidation. Get yourself a home or don't. I don't care. And then, <laughs> then he turns away. And he's walking away. <laughs> at this point, you see him and the, all the, the cast, meaning, meaning the four men and... The beautiful young woman who may be or may not be his daughter, uh, the 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 woman who is in charge of cleaning the 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 trailers, and uh, a little little what looks like a little girl, and they're all kind of walking, and they all got kind of doing that. Um, well, geez, Quentin Tarantino started it with that Reservoir Dogs like slow walk toward the camera. That's what they're doing at this point. So they're all kind of slow walking in the sepia tone toward the camera. It looks like very badass right like ooh, we're we're badass all right here we go here we go and they're all kind of singing slink music close up now now they're running <laughs> oh, i love it so much i love it so much guys i had so much to talk about <laughs> like i wasted all the time on that oh my god Oh my god, that was so much fun. <laughs> I hope you appreciated that. Look it up online. You can, I can't get enough of it. And this this commercial, mind you, is it's it was posted at least the the the, the YouTube clip that I found of it.
after seeing this again, this reaction to it. The initial, YouTube, this with over 5 million views, was posted in 2009. There's a good chance you've probably already seen it, but I hadn't seen it, and I just loved it and thought it was so, so funny. And uh, and I wanted to share it with you. I hope you liked it. I hope you I hope you had a good time with me today. I'm gonna I'm gonna hand things over to our friend Rachel from Des Moines with the chart chat. Take it away, Rachel. Thanks, Andy. Hello, and welcome back to Rachel's chart chat for another week. Thanks to everyone who listened last week. We had some great discussions going. Uh, Mary shared a, a memory about hearing Lou Rawls in the backseat of her parents' car and talked about Tom Petty a little bit. And uh, that led into John, a.k.a. Graham Fridays, telling and sharing a story about being allowed to sit in the family car while his folks were grocery shopping so he could keep listening to The Waiting. And a huge thanks to all the kids in the hall fans who tuned in for the great interview with Tavy and stuck around for my segment. So getting to the picks from the 70s, we're in June 25th in 1977, and we're starting off at number 93 with a song called While I'm Alone by Maze featuring Frankie Beverly. I looked into this group. They have had tons of R&B hits, but for whatever reason, it didn't cross over to the pop charts fairly often. Um, this one only made it to number 89, but you can look at their discography and see just how successful they were and still beloved to this day. Uh, they formed in Philly and moved to San Francisco, and they team toured around with Marvin Gaye that brought them to in front of many audiences. And this single, uh, While I'm Alone, made it to number 21 on the R&B charts. So last week, I think I might have blown some minds, including my own, by uh, sharing that the En Vogue song, Giving Him Something He Can Feel, was originally done by Aretha Franklin. This week, we have something similar. I learned that the song I'm Going Down by Mary J. Blige was originally done by the group Rose Royce for the Car Wash soundtrack. And the Rose Royce version is at number 79 this week, and it would make it to number 70. I think the versions are pretty similar, so if you like the Mary J. Blige version, you'd probably like this one too. I wouldn't say I'm... I don't know a lot of her stuff. I know she's a legend, obviously, but there was a really funny moment of uh, Principal Ava singing along with the Mary J. Blige version of this song in uh, Abbott Elementary. At number 62 is um, another cover. Uh, this is uh, Del Shannon's Runaway, performed by Bonnie Raitt. And her version would make it to number 57, and this was her first charting single. Another great one of, that she did was uh, she covered In Excess's I Need You Tonight. I really like this version. I think she has a good groove going with her band, and I really like what she did with the song. And Bonnie Raitt was somebody that had really, quote-unquote, toiling in obscurity until she hit it big with that Nick of Time album in 89. But she had made a couple blips on the chart, but just uh, really had persistence in her career. At number 57 is Chris Christopherson off of the A Star Is Born soundtrack with Watch Closely Now. And this would go on to hit number 52. And the only two singles from that soundtrack were Evergreen, the, the big smash hit from Barbara Streisand, and then this one. I don't know why they didn't release more. This one is from, I believe, early in the film before he meets up with Barbara's character. At number 51 is I Don't Love You Anymore by Teddy Pendergrass. And this was his first single off of his first album as a solo artist. I really like this one. I wish I knew more about music because I would, would like to know what type of beat or music style this is. It reminds me of the episode of that 70s show from the first season where they went to a disco and Fez was like, when do they play the disco music? This is samba or this is merengue. So I feel like it has to be something like that. I just, um, I don't know enough about music styles. Uh, number 49 is a fun little novelty song, uh, Telephone Man by Mary Wilson. And she was a jingle singer down in Dallas. 
and she recorded this song supposedly based on that she had dated the AT&T man that came to install her phone. And so this is just kind of a silly little one. Uh, made it to number 18. And I'm when I heard it for the first time on one of these AT40s, I was honestly shocked that it was not played on 70 Saturday night. If somebody just thought it was a little too risque for the Des Moines audience. But I want to give a shout out to my friend Joe Gibson, who says he likes this one. And he also loves uh, Melanie's brand new key, as I do. Oh, and I'm so glad I looked this up because I learned that Mary Wilson also had a version in 1999 that she did called Internet Man. So I'm going to have to look that up later on. At number 41, we have Seattle's own heart with their song Barracuda. And this song would make it to number 11. And I feel like probably most folks listening to this know the song, but um, you may not know the story behind it, which is worth looking up. Um, it was The lyrics were written by Anne Wilson vocalist just based on some experiences that she had had dealing with sexism and just kind of not being treated right by her label and then these like radio promoters it seems that their label had put out this basically tabloidy pr story about the two sisters Anne and nancy wilson hooking up and then other people men in the music industry were taking it seriously and asking them interview questions about it it's really gross it's really awful to read how they were disrespected in their industry, but they really turned kind of a bad situation into this great song, Endures to this day. And finally from the 70s at number 27 is Knowing Me, Knowing You by ABBA. And this would make it to number 14 in the U.S., but it hit top 10 and all the other territories where it's charted, including a number one in the U.K., Germany, and Ireland. And this was during that period where they were just totally dominating the charts. Turning to the 80s, uh, June 23rd of 1984, and we're starting off with R.E.M. with their second charting single, which was South Central Rain in parentheses, I'm Sorry. And this is off of their album Reckoning. And this would only go on to make it to number 85, but I think it's showing promise of what they had, what they had to say as a band. It's a really nice sound, and I really didn't, I had never heard this one until I started listening to Are You Talking R.E.M. Remy, but I think it's a nice song. That's debuting this week at number 95, and also debuting at 85 is It Can Happen by Yes, which was the third single off in the Hot 100 off of 90125. And I share this so that I can draw like a connection between myself and my BFF Jill, who loves R.E.M., and also because it kind of felt a little bit like when you read those listicles of, well, did you know that Cleopatra was alive at the same time as this historical figure? Or, you know, that woolly mammoths roamed the earth while the Egyptians are building the pyramids. So it can happen. We make it to number 51. And it has a really cool sitar intro played by Deepak Kazanachi. And I looked that up in a separate source from Wikipedia. So I get a cookie. At number 50, we have the group Icicle Works with their song Whisper to a Scream in parentheses Birds Fly. This would make it to number 37. This is one that I don't remember from the 80s at all, but when I heard, started hearing it when I was getting more into these charts, it had a really good familiar feel to it. Uh, I think it's been used in some movies and TV shows since it came out, but not at the time. At number 48, we have Robin Gibb with Boys Do Fall in Love. And I learned that this was off of Robin's third solo album. It's kind of his only successful single that wasn't off of a soundtrack. He also had um, Oh Darling, the Beatles cover off Sgt. Pepper. And then he had a duet with Marcy Levy off of the Times Square soundtrack. And this made it to number 37. At number 42 is If Ever You're In My Arms Again by P. Will Bryson. And this would make it to number 10. 
this one has just such a great memorable chorus and even like the pre-chorus that leans into it is really cool. And you might know Peebo Bryson, you might know his name, he has a lot of famous duets that have come out. And I particularly remember this song from a TV compilation and I was driving me crazy trying to remember which one it was from. And I went to my old pal Discogs and I learned this was from a compilation called Body Talk. And I watched the video on YouTube and of course it all came right back to me. Uh, at number 31, we have I Can Dream About You by Dan Hartman off of the Streets of Fire soundtrack. So I want to give a shout out to my buddy Tom Cody, who is the number one Streets of Fire fan out there. There's another song off that soundtrack in this chart. Uh, Tonight is what it means to be young. But uh, this was a bit much bigger hit of those out of those two. And Dan Hartman, I think we touched on him a few weeks ago with his group at the work with the Edgar Winter group. Um, but he was just a really amazing guy and really uh, gone too soon read up on Dan Harbin. Uh, at number 15, we have Joe Jackson with You Can't Get What You Want Until You Know What You Want. And this is one that was introduced to me from the VJ Big Suit Show. And again, I encourage everybody to come and hang out in the Twitch for that sometime. A lot of stuff on this 84 chart I have seen the videos for from being uh, joining into that show. So 84, uh, well represented. And I have to say, as I'm looking at this, this is number 15, this Joe Jackson song, and that was the highest it was going to get. When you look at this Hot 100, like number 14 to 1, you know these songs. And I, I will say, I'll spot you, Laura Branigan's Self Control at number 5. That one maybe not quite uh, as where the other ones are as far as like you can hum the chorus, sing the chorus, but you know, uh, take a look at that. And the last one I want to mention is number three, Let's Hear It For The Boy by Denise Williams off of the Footloose soundtrack. This is one of five songs in the Hot 100 from Footloose. This will go on to make it to number one. And one of my favorite music facts is that in the uh, 1985 Oscars honoring the films of 84, all five of the best original song nominees had been number one hits, which I think is kind of cool because now it seems like they just kind of add in a song as an afterthought and throw it in the credits and you maybe have never even heard of it by the time you get to the Oscars but these were like you know what the, the people were interested in which I, I think is kind of cool well that's all for me for this week thanks so much for listening back to you Andy thank you Rachel excellent excellent job some uh, very memorable songs on both of those charts of course, uh, the ABBA. I love to hear ABBA. Anytime I hear ABBA, I love it. That Chris Christopherson reminded me, uh, I found Chris Christopherson's second album in a Goodwill uh, for $2. And it, it's it's an album called The Silver Tongue Devil and I. And I'm not a huge country music guy, but I I recognize it as like, oh, this is, this is something worth checking out, you know, for $2. I can't go wrong. And the funny thing was, I guess when the album was originally pressed, you know, it's a photo of Chris Christopherson standing with his, the, both of his hands on his belt buckle, and he's holding a cigarette between two fingers that's pointed directly down between his legs. And I guess when they repressed the album as a CD, they cropped the cigarette out. <laughs> it was kind of funny. It's kind of notable. I was like, wow, it was, you know... They tried to. They tried to. I guess. I guess make it a little more. Uh, make it appear more modern. I don't know. It's outlaw country, guys. You know, just let it be what it is. You know. Uh, shoot, man. I had no idea REM charted in 1984. Holy moly! Obviously, it was 
way down on the charts, but but uh, the fact that they were even there at all is is remarkable to me that that early. I shouldn't say that early in their career because you know I think they they put out their first EP in what the late seventies was it. But uh, yeah, of course, South Central Rain. What a song! I love that song. I always wondered if if uh, Morrissey's Swadehead, the chorus, was at all influenced by that. It must have been right because it was after and. You know, I'm so sorry, I'm sorry, you know. Who knows? Anyway, uh, folks, thanks so much for listening to the show this week. I, I hope you enjoyed it. This has been episode 235 of the People Are the Enemy podcast. Our theme song is Walrus Love by Nokia Ocean. You can find that song and more at pizzapuppies.bandcamp.com. My name is Andy Mascola. You can purchase my novels via Amazon and other online book retailers in both paperback and ebook formats for as little as $1.99. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you, Rachel from Des Moines. We love you. Peace.